Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Drop Air Gaming Podcast. Yes, it's exciting. It's very exciting. We've had a few weeks off. Yeah. Um, there's been some stuff <laughs> and some things. There's been some fucking crazy shit going on in the yes, world. Yes, there has. Um, and we're not going to touch on any of the political shit. Yeah. Or most of not even some of the political shit we're going to touch on either. We're yeah. Just, There's a lot of things that have happened that we're just not even aware, aware of. Aware of. <laughs> <laughs> or care about. Other yeah. stuff we do care about. Yeah. But we're not going to dive into it because this is a gaming podcast. That's right. And if you want to get your politics stuff, there's like... Twitter? A couple other places you could go, <laughs> probably, than yeah. the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Maybe. Um, Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Any of them. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're out there. So we're recording from a new location, excitingly. Yeah, um, you've moved house. Yeah, moved house. Got myself a, uh, a rape dungeon. I mean, a, um, not a rape dungeon, what are they called? A, a podcasting room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit echoey in here, so I don't know if that's going to show up in the, in the recording. But if it does, apologies. We're going to... Um, we're going to deck it out. We're going to rape dungeon this room and put some sound <laughs> Exactly. That's right. Uh, it's important. Nah, we're not going to do that because that's bad, but we will potentially soundproof the room, but Maybe. not for like criminal activities. <laughs> yes, that's right. Just uh, dungeon. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of dungeons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, I've played Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm turning 35 in four days. Damn. And I am a gigantic nerd. However, I have never played Dungeons and Dragons. Who would have thought? Until last night for the first time. Wow. I played, um, there's a werewolf one, a werewolf tabletop game that mm-hmm. I played back in my teen years, but it didn't work out well because I was a bit of a um, psychopath in my <laughs> teen years. I was wondering what word you were going to use. <laughs> and That works. Yeah, the guy who was like the game master, I felt like he was giving me, out to get you. like he was out to get me. Yeah. And I, I don't think I flipped the table, but I did storm off. Um, the metaphorical then, dungeon table yeah I was at a friend's place and that was actually the first time I ever played Final Fantasy 7 because old mate had it in his PS1 and I stormed off from the tabletop game and just grabbed the Playstation controller and started playing <laughs> Final Fantasy and the, the beautiful relationship was started <laughs> yeah so I never played after that I played shitloads of video games but never mm. played tabletop games until last night so I've been wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons for a really long time yeah but I my I felt like my friends my friend group were not the kind of people to be into that, and I can't be asked making new friends <laughs> <laughs> just for D and D. Yeah, so yeah. I just was like, you know what, resigned to the fact that I'll probably never ever play it and just be sad about it. Yeah. Um, and then fair enough. For some reason, we were I think we we all hung out and someone mentioned a game night and I was like, hey, we should fucking play Dungeons and Dragons as a joke. And then someone else was like, like big, big bang theory fan. Oh yeah. And um, Corey's wife, yep. she's like, I would love to play Dungeons and Dragons. And wow. I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Yeah. And then Corey's like, I'll play it as well. I'm totally in. And then uh, another friend was like, yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. A great excuse for us all to hang out yeah, more exactly. often. Yeah, true. Um, and so we ended up deciding to have a crack at it. And I'm the dungeon master. And not having ever done it before, it's quite... It, 
intimidating. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Like we've, I bought the starter set for Dungeons and Dragons, which has I a. Could have given it to you. We got it. Oh, you've got it. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's got, got it for Charlie, and he never did shit. Yeah, yeah. bugger. So it comes with a base um, campaign, like a short adventure, mm-hmm. as well as pre-made character sheets because yeah. making your character can be pretty a lengthy process. Lengthy process. Yeah. Plus, um, it has a small version, like a so the normal player's handbook for Dungeons and Dragons is like 300 pages mm. and that starter set comes with like a 64 page rule book that covers just the basics of everything that's cool and um, you can download the rule that small rule book for free off the Dungeons and Dragons website so I sent that link to everyone and was like read the rules and then I opened the physical book and I was like there's no fucking way these guys are reading this no. it's like heavy going oh yeah um, so I was like look I'll just read the rules and I'll explain <laughs> it as we're playing I only got halfway through. I got through like basics and combat, and then the next yeah, two it. sections are like spell casting and something else. And I was just like, <laughs> "That's not important." I'll get to stuff. them later. Yeah. They won't come up probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we played our first session. We had one bit of role playing at the beginning that I wrote out myself because the beginning I was reading like how to run that adventure, some posts on like Reddit and shit. Yeah to get ideas because I was like no idea what the fuck how you do any of this of stuff course. and um, there was some ideas about different ways to start it other than how the book sets it up to make it more interesting because in the actual adventure you start and then you're basically on the road to this place and you get ambushed straight away so yeah. there's like it goes like before in between you reading the bit where you explain that you're on this fucking road mm-hmm. and the bit where you get ambushed is supposed to be like the players introducing themselves to each other. Okay. And I was like, they're already on the road. They've been on the road for several days mm. in their, in this little plot setting. Yeah. So I'm like, they probably know each other. You'd so, hope so. So I just rewrote the beginning where they're in Neverwinter in a pub called the Pints and Potatoes Tavern. Of course. And they're sitting there <laughs> and they're like poor and they have no fucking money. And they need to find an adventure. And then one of their cousins walks in. The, this dwarven character's cousin walks in. And he's like, oh, hey, you guys. And the guy's like, oh, I'm looking for work. Do you have any? And the cousin's like, actually, funny you mention it. And so I wrote all that and it went, went really well. And then it was just a, a counter with combat with four goblins mm-hmm. that ambushed them. Yep. And it, literally that took us like three and a half hours. <laughs> Because I spent probably half an hour at the beginning explaining all the base rules because no one read the rules. Oh, of course. Because I didn't course. think that they would. Yeah. I posted some YouTube t- videos to them to explain rules, but no one watched no, that. No one watched that. Well, because we only had two weeks and everyone's busy. Yeah, exactly. And it's a lot to take on. It is. Yeah. And it's very intimidating as well when you have never played it before and you look at the... And even if you're like not really into it, but you're keen because it's a good chance to hang out with friends. Mm. And then you open the rule book and you're like, it's like D20, D6, D12, yeah. uh, like all these different things. And you Learn can... Learn a new language. Yeah. And yeah. so I just said to him, look, I don't know half the rules. You don't know half the rules. So we'll just wing it. Mm-hmm. And now that we've done the first session, everyone really enjoyed it. We had a good time doing it. And we've got a pretty good idea of how it works now. So we're getting back together in a fortnight to play our second session. And hopefully we get more than one encounter in <laughs> yeah, exactly. a three-hour get session. Past the goblins. That'll yeah. be good. But anyway, I'm you really stoked about that. actually looked up um, an old game called Marvel Superheroes. I remember that. Yeah. I think it must have been your copy. I had it a long 
time yeah, ago. Yeah, I like remember like having it when I was a kid, but it was just a box with all the little tokens and shit all loose in the box. Yeah. And, and that's a proper Tabletop. RPG, yeah. like Dungeons and Dragons kind of yeah. you know, style. Same type of thing. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. The other one, um, I know it's probably a bit different, but designing something around the that um, RPG tabletop thing in Steam yeah, where you can actually design entire areas and yeah. you know, like make roads and then you can actually sit there and show people where they are. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you've got a tablet or you know, like a, a I've surface seen or something. In my um, How to Be a DM searching, I found a lot of people who have like custom built tables yep. where everyone has like a so it'll be like a big square with two people sitting on either side or one on either side or whatever and there's a little slot for your phone mm-hmm. because everyone now uses this thing called D&D Beyond which oh, is yeah. a service made by um, I think it's licensed out but it's for Wizards of the Coast that's yeah. like a full thing where you can buy digital copies of the books and shit wow and um, so everyone has their phone there with their like information on it so they can quickly search spells and shit rather than everyone having a $60 yeah. player handbook yeah and the service actually lets you, if one person is has the right level of subscription, if they buy a book, they can share it to everyone in the party cool. for free. Wow, that's cool. But um, yeah, so these tables had like a phone slot and a little shallow cup for their dice to sit in and like a dice tray there. And then in the middle is like a glass panel with a screen underneath it. Nice. And the DM can like... Yeah. put that stuff on there to show That's where everyone's cool. at because yeah. I didn't have anything last night I was like oh, it should be alright if we just but even with four goblins and five people it was like people moving around you have to keep track of where yeah. everyone is who's behind cover mm-hmm. and um, I ended up getting like a plastic like a document folder yep. and just with a whiteboard marker drawing where everyone oh, yeah. was yeah, so nice. I'm going to have to come idea. up with a better plan for the yeah. next one Yeah. but anyway point is um, He's played D and D now, and it was fun. You're a proper nerd. I mean, I was not a good DM, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I did okay, and we had we all had fun, and that's, that's what it's good. all about. That's so, what it is all about. And everyone was more excited for the second session than like there were some people who were very excited for the first session, yeah, myself included. But people who weren't were are now okay. excited for the second. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. At least you can hang out face to face now, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's always because mm. we don't really. We're all like, everyone lives their own lives, you know, and any excuse to be able to hang out with your friends is good for the old mental fucking yeah, state. For the old soul. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's a good time to get on the piss, eh? Oh, yeah, d is good for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely helps. But anyway, apart from that, uh, I mean, it's been a month since we posted our last podcast. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I've played a bunch of games and... I think we're probably just going to crash course through them yeah. with reviews. So, um, I mean, the other thing is, the other things that have happened are The Last of Us 2. We've got our review copy of that. Yeah, we've been playing the crap out of that. So the embargo's up for that. Um, yeah. And but we're not going to spoil anything. Yeah, so we're going to review Except that on the this whole ep- story. And, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so we're going to review that on this episode and we're going to... Um, it's going to be spoiler free so we'll get to that um, I, I do want to do a deep dive into that at some stage and, and yeah. you know, once it's released and people have had a bit of a chance to play it yeah. I'd love to go deep into the story yeah. because it's worth it maybe next time we've got like a fortnight where there hasn't really been anything to play we might deep dive into it and Sounds just good. give spoiler warnings well I don't front. think there'll be much to play now until Cyberpunk comes out no, yeah. well 
I actually really am kind of keen on Skate XL or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to play another Skate game. Tony Hawk's still a while away. Did we record that Tony Hawk Pro Skater announcement? Was that before we, was that after we recorded last? I don't know. So there's a remaster of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 coming. Yeah. In September. Which is awesome. And like all the original soundtrack, which is really good. And um, it's up and I think it's like almost a remake in terms of the it sounds like fidelity. It from, yeah, what, what was put out about it. Yeah, it's going to be really. I cool. mean, just looking at it, it looks better than all the other fucking remasters that I've been playing. Yeah, um, which yeah. is a couple of the games that I'm going to review. The other thing, obviously, is the PS5 reveal. So Sony yes. did their live stream event, showed us 28 games that are going to be launch or launch window, mm-hmm. and um, they showed us what the box looks like. So yeah. stay tuned for what we say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt's been playing a couple of games. Um, I've obviously had a lot going on with moving house and all that shit, so I haven't really. Um, we'll go into the first one because I know you were kind of keen on this one. Yeah. In a like more curious way than like really interested, but yeah. you know, it turned out to be a pretty fun game from hmm. what I understand. So Maneater. Mm. I think I mentioned this at one or two times on the podcast, but basically Maneater is effectively it's GTA where you're a shark. Yeah. So it's like a sandbox world where you're swimming around in the ocean and you can attack animals like sea creatures to eat, or you can look, like go to the beach and just fucking bloodbath that <laughs> shit. It's super violent, yeah. like ultra violent. Um, I think it's only MA 15 plus, but you can like jump out of the water onto a boat and tear people apart <laughs> on the boat and then sort of slide back into the water. Wow. So yeah, it's a bit of a rough game. Like mm. it runs on the Unreal Engine, I think, which, you know, pretty much most 3D games yeah. run on either Unreal or Unity. Um so it looks a lot like a lot of other open world games, but what sets it apart is the fact that you're a fucking shark, mm. which I feel like I, I mean, I know this like 2D sort of, sort of side scrolling games where you can play as underwater creatures, yeah. but I don't remember ever seeing or playing a definitely a first person, like a, sorry, a third person <laughs> a open first, world game. Yeah. Where, third person chomper. Where you're a shark <laughs> swimming around attacking people. It's so, very different. Yeah, for, so as something different, like if you've got a bit of money and a bit of time, it's probably worth checking out just purely for the fact that it's something you probably haven't experienced before. Um, my favorite thing about that game is the narration. Mm. So you're a shark, and I guess if you're making a game about GTA where you're a shark, you're like, how do we portray a story here because sharks don't fucking talk? Unless you're Bruce. <laughs> Fish are friends, not food. <laughs> I never knew my father. <laughs> See, they talk. Yeah. We just don't know how to listen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the narration is done by Chris Parnell, who you may know as the voice of Jerry uh, on Rick and Morty, who is the dad. The dad, yeah. He's um, also Dr. Spaceman. Yeah. Uh, from 30 Rock. Yeah. And he was in Saturday Night Live. He was in mm. Hot Rod. Um, in the movie Hot Rod, he's the AM radio guy. Oh, yeah. Who gives them the money to do the final big jump. He's been in a lot of very big things. Yeah. He really has. He has this tone, his voice is just perfect for that sort of light comic, 
like just listening to him feels yeah. light mm-hmm. but his narration not only tells the story but like as you're swimming around he'll drop random like marine biology facts mm-hmm. so it turns this weird gory bloodbath game into almost an educational experience it's like teaching you about what sharks are like you'll swim past a turtle and it will tell you a fact about turtles wow. stuff like that Interesting. so and like how humanity is affecting them and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so it's actually really smart in teaching you about the world that you're swimming around in while you're just like tearing people limb from limb <laughs> which is such a juxtaposition and that's I think why I really like it yeah. because it's just bizarre I mean it's a standard open world game with like lots of collectibles to find and sort of side quests to do and shit and there's an overarching story but it's like I think it's like a revenge story where this fisherman killed your father or your mother or whatever Damn. and then he rips you out of the belly of the mother and then cuts your face to mark you so he knows later when you're bigger so he can hunt you down it's fucking dark. Yeah, that is pretty full on. <laughs> but it's not at the same time. It's like the the fisherman's like on a reality show. Oh, okay. That type of situation. So it's Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's more like, like Deadliest Catch or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. But um, anyway, so yeah. Different. It's weird, mm. but it's, it's interesting in its own way. It's not particularly long, um, which is good. Yeah. Because... It's kind of well, the yeah, that side of it, the funny side, and you know, yeah, and the educational side will wear thin, yeah, after a long time. Um, but in general, yeah, I think it's it's a little bit rough. Like I said, some technical stuff is like buggy or glitchy or whatever. But yeah. in general, I think it's decent, and my score for it is three and a half out of five. Drop it's bears. not too bad. Not too so bad. So we'll knock that one out. The next yeah. one is we'll talk about two remasters that I've played. Mm. Saints Row the Third. Yep. Is the first one that I'll talk about. So Saints Row the Third, I really consider myself to be a bit of a fan of the Saints Row games. And when the Saints Row the Third came out, it was really good. I really enjoyed Saints Row Two and then mm. three was like a really big jump. Yeah. Is that the one with the disco cannon? Was um, that three? I think I think so. They always have like weird cannons and, yeah. and like weird guns and shit. But um, yeah, it's I mean it's a nine year old game. It is, and then it's remastered for PS4, so that's visual enhancements. Mm-hmm. So there's not much. Like it's still very much a nine year old game in terms of mechanics and things like that. Yeah. Nothing. It's not a remake. It's just a remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of graphics and stuff, it's not even that. Like, you can only do so much to polish a turd. True. A nine-year-old 3, 3D graphics are a turd. Yes. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, but it, yeah. it actually makes me wonder, because I know we've spoken about a lot of remasters, and I was yeah. thinking about this with these games that you've been playing. Yeah. I wonder if... And I know that they've got to put in a bit of work to remaster something. Yeah. But not as much work as it would be re creating yeah or completely just creating something yeah um and i wonder if a lot of the companies at the moment are going well there's new generations coming up in consoles yeah maybe we'll get our majority of our team working on new concept stuff for release after those consoles are released um and then we'll get some of our back catalog so that we've still got some shit 
coming out like yeah. you know, and we'll remaster them. Yeah. And because I mean, seriously, there's been fucking 150,000 remakes yeah. and remasters. And, and it seems like they're months. all just propping up. They're like a way to prop up your yeah, bottom line. That's right. There's a yeah. little bit of revenue coming in. People that didn't get to play them are now playing them. You know, well, I think it's interesting because if you look at if you look back at PS3, right, the games on PS3 that were garbage, right? So yeah. there's there's levels of developers and you have your oh, big yeah. developers like Rockstar, yeah. Naughty Dog, etc., etc. And then you have mm-hmm. the mid-range ones that are like indie devs and or, or like high-end indie devs. Yeah. Then you have the ones who make their bank by doing licensed stuff. Mm-hmm. And PS3, I feel like, was way worse than PS4 in terms of licensed games like Hannah Montana oh, yeah. and like the Finding Nemo game and mm-hmm. all of those games. I don't feel like we've seen that many of them on the PS4, as many as we did on the PS3. Yeah, you're probably right. Whereas in PS4, now we have remasters, which a lot of those level developers are the ones that are like hey, hire us to remaster that game while your mm. guys focus on this. Yeah. So the so like Ubisoft still... I think Ubisoft probably remaster in-house. I'd imagine. So they've got a lot of companies. They might not. Like, they do outsource quite a lot of their shit mm. um, despite having fucking like 30 different studios. Yeah. But um, something like Mafia... So the Mafia trilogy that I'm going to talk about... Well, I'll worry about that later. But basically Mafia 1 remake is a full remake mm-hmm. of the game for like all the graphics redone whereas Saints Row the third I think was because Saints Row was a THQ property yeah. and THQ went bust and then so it's been it got picked up and THQ Nordic is the new company they yeah. took the THQ name mm-hmm. and they're re-releasing a lot of the old games yeah and Saints Row the third well they did Gat Out of Hell and Saints Row 4 remasters already yeah and then they went back and did Saints Row the third because it's a beloved yeah cult classic yeah. sort of game but uh, yeah I mean it's not anything to write home about mm-hmm. if you haven't played Saints Row and you love dumb fun yeah like because it's very stupid oh yeah but that's its whole point yeah that's the whole point of it mm-hmm. so if you're into that kind of thing and you haven't played it maybe pick it up if it's on sale or something <laughs> Um, I'd probably give that like a three and a half out of five because it is very dated. Yeah. Even though it's fun. And it comes across as dated even now. Yeah. Yeah. Even remastered. So, yeah. Mm. But, I mean, I really enjoy Saints Row. Yeah. And... um, Still fun to play. Yeah. It's like a... It's almost like a poor man's GTA. Yeah. It's like GTA... Because GTA already is like a bit satirical and and funny. In ways, yeah. But it also is quite serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Saints Row is just like, fuck that serious shit. <laughs> Let's double down on stupidity. Yeah. And Let's so. Just take acid. And, yeah, yeah. Like the opening scene is your guys doing a bank heist and everyone knows who the Saints gang are because at the end of Saints Row 2, they've taken over the town. Mm-hmm. And then they become this like global brand, Saints, the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so everyone knows Johnny Gat and your character and like the main characters, they're like celebrities <laughs> and you all go and rob this bank wearing giant Johnny Gat hat, like um, masks. Yep. And yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. And there's like swarms of cops and you're just mowing people down <laughs> and then a helicopter comes in and lifts the vault out. Of course. And it's like fucking hectic. Yeah. And that's basically setting the scene on what the whole game is like. And um, oh, and then you like you get captured. 
I think there's like a fight in a plane. I can't remember if you get captured. I like the game's reasonably long. Yeah. Um, but basically, you're like flying through a crashing plane. You're like flying from the back, from the front of the plane. You're like, as it's crashing, you're like flying through it. Yeah. Out the back, and you're like shooting guys as you go, <laughs> and then you get out, and you're like parachuting. And then you realize you've forgotten something on the plane or something. So you've got to go back through it again. And it's just fucking ridiculous. And then you end up in this new city and you don't have anything. And you just got to rebuild the gang from the ground up. But it's like not hard at all because it's fucking insane. So I like it's fun. So yeah, but I give that three and a half out of five. The next remaster, as I said, is Mafia Trilogy. Um, they announced, I talked about on the last podcast, that yeah. they announced the Mafia Trilogy remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, Mafia 3 was not a remaster because that's already a PS4 game, but yeah. I think they bundled all the DLC and shit oh, okay. to make like a definitive edition. Yeah, like game of the year. Yeah, so they did mm-hmm. that and they released Mafia 2 remastered and Mafia 1 rem- remake yep. is coming in August. Mm-hmm. So you can buy the trilogy now and you will get the oh, third game, well. the yeah, first cool. one later. Yeah. Now, Mafia 2, I really enjoyed that game when I played it on PS3. You did, yeah, I remember. The story is like a classic 1940s slash 50s Italian mafia story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's betrayals and double crossing and all of that great stuff, as well as like just being a gangster in the 50s, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as a game, I really enjoy it. And the story is really good. You play this guy, uh, Vito Scaletta, who was kind of getting into some bad shit with your mate. And then you get busted by the cops and they end up sending you to World War II in Italy. And so, the opening sort of level of the game is in World War II. Mm-hmm. Because you're an Italian-American, so you can speak Italian. So, they yeah. send you over to Italy yeah. to be part of that. And while you're there, you sort of a fighting everyone and then this maf- mafia mob boss guy rocks up and tells all the Italian like Mussolini guys to put their weapons down and they all do and you're like wow, wow imagine having that power Yeah. and then you go back and there's like the Sicilian mobs and shit who your mate's been working with mm-hmm. and they dodgy up your leave papers to get you out of the army Nice. and then Join you the end up game. doing mafia shit yeah. and it just escalates and you keep making decisions that either backfire or whatever and it becomes this really big thing and people are out to get you and shit and it's just a great story Mm. right the problem with this remaster is that it's a fucking bad remaster it's a lazy remaster Mm. um it's a real shame so first of all there was multiple versions of mafia 2 obviously there was pc ps3 xbox 360 yeah the console versions were actually the best versions in terms of polish. Yeah. The PC version is what they used as the base for this remaster. So oh, there's so shitloads yeah. of bugs and glitches and shit that never got fixed and were not fixed in the remaster. Oh, wow. So you're playing this game and it's got up-res graphics and sort of slight modifications for yeah. your up, like new controllers and stuff. But um, graphically, it's not impressive. Like You still get that uncanny valley thing when you look at characters' faces where their eyes look fucking weird and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah which is off-putting, especially is. in a cinematic-type game like yeah. that. It's very story-based. Um, there's frame rate drops like crazy. The game crashed on me 
probably four or five times at wow. least. Yeah. Um, it's it's good because it um, includes all of the... There was two different DLCs for Mafia 2, so you get all of that in with it, which mm-hmm. is good for those who haven't played the DLC. Yeah. But you have to you know, put up with going into buildings, you immediately get a frame rate drop inside buildings, which is wow. weird. You, yeah. The frame rate drops more in buildings than outside of buildings. Um, there's audio issues, like buggy, glitchy audio, texture pop in a lot. Yeah, it's not good. And yeah, the main thing, I think my character got stuck a couple of times. Stuck on a rock? Yeah. Fuck that. I wouldn't play so, it. So yeah, stuck character, frame rate drops, texture pop in, audio issues. Um, and and that's like most of the foundation of a game. Yeah. <laughs> so I found myself, like I beat the story mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the story playing through it again. But there were so many moments when I was like, fuck, why is this? I don't remember this being this fucked, yeah. like bugged, buggy and broken. Yeah. And then I looked it up and it was like, yeah, no, it's, uh, there's so it's many PC people version. being like the PS4 remaster and Xbox One remaster is a bucket of shit. A terrible remaster. That's a real shame. It is. Mm. Um, you can still obviously get through the game. Yeah. But it's, it is frustrating and it's a bit, it's low quality. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm holding out hope that the Mafia 1 remake mm-hmm. is going to be, because that's what they they would have gone, let's remake this first one because we never released it. Yeah. On current gen. And, um, and why don't we just bundle it all up and make it one big thing? Which is a great idea, mm. but they've just really fucked. Exactly. They cooked it on yeah. the on the Mafia Two trilogy, uh, remaster. So yeah. it's well, disappointing. Let's hope, yeah, they so, fix it. Mm. Yeah, so I have to give that two and a half out of five because it's still playable, even though it crashed a few times. It a, a lot of the crashes that I had were when. I always put my PS4 into rest mode mm-hmm. so that I can just load straight back into where I was at in the yeah. game. And um, because I have my PS4 set up where your PS4 is my primary PS4 so yeah. we can share games, mm-hmm. um, it means my PS4 has to be online and connected yeah. when I'm in my account so that I can play my own games. Mm-hmm. And what usually happens is if I go into rest mode when the game is open, it'll load up with a blue screen saying um, cannot verify game and you just press OK and by the time you press OK, it's connected and you yeah. just it goes back to the main menu bar of the PS4 mm-hmm. and you just click the game and it loads into where you were. Oh, yeah. But that little like not letting it load straight in, mm-hmm. going back is to the main menu, I'll start the game and it'll crash. Wow. And that doesn't happen with any other game. Mm. And that's probably, I don't know if it's a very specific thing to my case or if you like went to the menu and then went into rest mode. I don't know if it's a rest mode issue or if it's a rest mode combined with that login thing. But either way, it's fucking irritating. It is, yeah. And the fact that it's not a normal thing to happen is very annoying. Yeah, and one other thing about that game is the checkpointing is fucking annoying. (laughs) You will get, like, there's save points at various places through the missions, but they're so far spread apart that you can go, like, there's one bit where you're in a building across the street watching this other building waiting for someone to arrive so that you can snipe him. Yeah. And as the cars rock up, one of the workers, it's like a where, it's like a brewery. Yeah. Um, One of the workers spots you in the window, like, smoking a cigarette. 
waiting. Rookie. And he goes, oh, there's guys up there with a gun and they all get out and start shooting at you and old mate runs into the building. Yeah. And then you've got to shoot the guys on the street, then run downstairs across the, the road into the building and go up like three levels. And there's like no low, there's no checkpointing. Oh, wow. From like leaving to getting like onto the second floor, I think. So you end up, if you die at any time, you go all the way back. Yeah. yeah. And that shit is annoying. And that is very annoying. Which yeah. I came across playing Sekiro. Yeah. You know, same kind of thing. Mm. You know, massive sections just... With no save. You go yeah. all the way back and then you're like, oh God. And it's real easy to die in Mafia 2 as well. Like if someone comes at you with a shotgun or something, yeah, you're going to get blown away. Mm. So, and it's super frustrating. There'd be times when I'd be like driving back from a mission and Mafia 2 was interesting in the way that they did it because... If you're speeding, it has a thing where you can press X while you're driving and it puts a speed limiter on your car oh, so cool. that you don't go over the speed limit. Yeah. And you can run red lights and shit and the cops don't care. But if you're speeding past a cop car, they'll turn their lights on and they'll chase you. Oh, and wow. you can get away reasonably easily yeah. unless you've got, you're already wanted or whatever. Yeah. But if they follow you for long enough, then your license plate becomes known. And so anytime a cop sees your car for longer than like three seconds, Mm -hmm. they will start following you and try to catch you. Yeah. And then if you get out of the car and you get busted and then you try to fight them, Mm -hmm. then you become wanted. They know your face. Yeah. So you've got to go. So when your car's wanted, you've got to change cars or change the plates at a mechanic. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you're wanted, all you got to do is go to a clothes store or one of your houses and change your clothes. Yeah. But... It was super frustrating that sometimes I'd like start doing a mission where I've got to get from point A to point B and I'll drive out and just slightly ding a car oh, on the yeah, way yeah. out and yeah. there just happens to be a cop across the road and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And it's a hit and run and then they're after you mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's like cops fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to start that whole mission again. Yeah. And that, so there was one, yeah, where you like go to steal a car from a bar really early in the game mm-hmm. and you've got to get there jump the fence or go through the bar to get out the back where the car is. As soon as you start touching the car, these gang members there go, hey, what are you doing? And they start shooting at you. Yeah. So then you've got to kill all of them without dying. And mm-hmm. the shooting is reasonably bad. Yeah. And then you get in the car and you're like, sweet, done. And then you drive out the fucking driveway and ding someone's car in front <laughs> of a cop and you're immediately in a car chase. Yeah. And if you speed and you crash into a pole or something when you're speeding, you will die. Wow. So it's like if GTA was really unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was, I'd done this mission like six times because like either one of the gang members killed me or I tried to drive out and I got like hit a wall or something yeah. and had to reverse and then someone shot me in the car mm-hmm. and then I'd get away and then cops got me and I had escaped the cops and I was on the home stretch and either someone pulled down in front of me or I swerved and like, overcorrected and hit a pole or something and died (laughs) and it took me all the way back to like crossing the road to go and jump the fence to steal the car I'm just like oh (laughs) but yeah so I guess that's where it comes in handy being really committed to completing the game exactly because if I was not that committed I'd be like you know what fuck this fuck this Mm -hmm. so that's that so yeah two and a half out of five unfortunately for that the other thing, just quickly, is Mortal Kombat 11, they announced and released the Aftermath expansion. Oh, uh, yep. Which yep. is just DLC. It's 
So it, it not only was paid DLC, but they did a big free update to the game as well. So the free update included friendships instead of so instead of fatality or brutality, you can do a friendship where like Scorpion will come out with a fucking teddy bear or something. Wow. It's like a, it's just a funny little thing that you can do. Yeah. So okay. that's a thing. Different. They, they put out new stages and new finishes as well. That's like finishing cool. moves. So yeah, um, that was a free update, which is really cool. Hmm. Like thing to do for owners of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And then. The actual paid DLC was uh, three new characters, which is Fujin, Shiva, and Robocop. Robocop which is cool. Robocop. One of the previous DLC characters was Terminator. Yeah. So you can play Terminator versus Robocop. That's cool. Which is just a cool thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so that's cool. Drop um, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can love Robocop. Yeah. So good, right? Yeah. Um, and a new story expansion, which is basically so. The MK11 story is that there's all this time manipulation and stuff, and at the end of it, Liu Kang becomes like a Raiden level god type character, hmm. and so it's like a after that type yep. story thing. Mm-hmm. It only goes for about three hours, but it's a good chance. Uh, like a lot of the DLC characters from previous DLC are included in that story because they weren't in the original story, yeah, so they yeah. get they get a chance, yeah. which is yeah. yeah, which is cool. Um, but realistically, three new characters and three hours of story content, that DLC costs fifty nine ninety five on the PlayStation Store. Wow. Which, um, like I'm hard-pressed to even say that that's, you know, good value for someone who is a massive Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah, you are. Like, yeah. I feel like that is an outrageous <laughs> price, to be honest. It is. For three characters... Considering all the st- other stuff, there was that free update that covered a lot of the content. Yeah. And so you get three new characters and a three-hour story. You can buy the original for 20 bucks now. Yeah. So kind of doesn't make it's, sense. It's, a, it's quite expensive. So yeah. I'd say definitely it's shitty to have to wait for a sale. Mm. But I honestly don't think that $60 is a good price for that. And I think it's... Um, not beneficial to anyone for people to actually fucking pay that. No, exactly. Because it encourages them to do that shit. Yeah. Because it's like sixty dollars is a, a whole new game at exactly. Big W. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can get a brand new game for like sixty or seventy bucks. Let alone a three-hour story expansion and three new characters. One of which Robocop is a great character, yeah, but no, it yeah. doesn't play very well in Mortal Kombat. It's a bit of a boring, predictable character. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, it's cool to have Shiva because yeah. she's like a classic character from Mortal Kombat lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, in general, it's probably not worth the $60 price tag. No review mm-hmm. score for that because it's just DLC, but yeah, yeah I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Well, look, obviously the other big thing um, that we touched on earlier was the um, PS5 um, event yeah, that they had it? with... Yeah, they they talked about the future of gaming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they they actually, as you mentioned before, they uh, you know showed us what this fucking thing looks like. Yeah, so we may as well talk about. It was the last thing that they showed. Well, set one of the last things. They closed with her. No, I think they did close with the reveal. Fuck, I don't even know. Yeah, but we'll talk about it's it too first. Long ago. It was a few days. Yeah. yeah, but we'll talk about it first because that's really the mm. main thing here. Yeah. <laughs> well, they there's two of them. So there's two 
consoles. Yeah. Um, one's totally diskless, so you've got your hard drive. The other yeah. one comes with a 4K HDR, bloody blah, blah, blah. Blu-ray, yeah. Blu-ray player. Um, they both look very, very similar. They're pretty much the same, except one doesn't have a disk slot. little slot on the side, yeah. and that's and it. And it doesn't have an eject button. It only yeah. has a power button. And I'm kind of interested, because I don't know... Leading up to this, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about you know, what it looks like and fucking, you know, there's been so many different versions of, you know, created kind yeah, of concept art concept stuff. bullshit. Um, now this has come out, there's still some concept stuff out there with comparisons in size and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm still taking some of it with a grain of salt, you know, yeah. not knowing well, exactly. Yeah, like almost straight away, someone released a thing on Reddit that was a fan-made comparison of the sizes of the systems, including... Yeah. 360, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS3. I think the PS3 was on there. I think so. And the PS5. And they reckon that they used the USB port because all of those systems have a USB port. Yeah. So they use that as the scale point because all USB points are a universal size. Yeah, fair enough. Which is questionable. Because yeah. a USB port is a very fucking small thing to <laughs> exactly. space your scale off. Yeah. But the comparison thing made it look like the PS5 is a good, probably 20% taller standing up than yeah. a PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably about that again as well on bigger than the Xbox Series X. Yeah, which is huge. So it's quite large. Mm. And like it looks like it's about wide. 40 centimeters from that. Comparison, yeah. and we don't know until Sony come out with their specifics. Exactly. Yeah. But but the thing is, it's it's white and yeah. it's got big blue, like PlayStation blue, I suppose you'd call it. Yeah. LED lights on it down the it, sides. It looks like a fucking spaceship. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of curves. It does actually. Yeah. Which uh, is you know mm. that's kind of harking back to the Xbox three hundred and sixty design was the last time we really saw a console with a lot of curves on it. Yeah. Um, even and, the and Wii was like straight lines. It's totally against the X you know, yeah. series because it's, I don't know, which is just a square box. Yeah, Xbox have gone. Box. Xbox have gone super minimalist with their design. It's just yeah. a rectangular prism, yeah. basically, and it's got like a, uh, um, what is that concave? Yeah, where it bends in at the top mm-hmm. and bottom, where there's like a little mesh with a green LED in there. Yeah, and that's it. Whereas this is like... Which could be anything, really. Like, it, it could be a speaker. It could be anything in your yeah, home. Yeah, I think yeah. it's um for airflow. Yeah. So one of the things... I mean, so first of all, the PS5, it looks like... Everyone's saying it looks like a router, which it does. Yeah. It looks a lot like a, a router design, that futuristic, fancy-looking design. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people... I've, saw, I've seen some, like, live stream reactions where they're like... Fuck, that's hideous, <laughs> right? And I've seen other people will be like, "It's the same." The same reaction video had one guy immediately go, "Wow, that's fucking hideous," yeah. and the other guy was like, "It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it looks like a spaceship." <laughs> Some people are like, you know what? When I drew what I think a futuristic console would look like when I was ten. This is what that looks like, and so I'm totally down for that. Uh, I personally think it looks kind of weird, but I like that they've just gone, you know what, Xbox are going minimalist, let's just go the complete polar opposite and make it this fucking centerpiece thing. Like your Xbox, you can just hide it in all amongst all the other black boxes on your your entertainment unit. 
And this one is like, if you walk into a, the house of someone who owns a PS5, you fucking know they own yeah, exactly. a PS5. Because yeah. it's gigantic. It takes it's up half the lounge the o- complete opposite <laughs> colour of everything else they've got. Yeah, it's exactly. glowing blue yeah. and it looks like a fucking spaceship. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? And this is going to be out of context for some people, but just Google it if you, you, you know, want to see what this thing is like. Um, at the Gold Coast in Queensland, yeah. there is this... The tallest building in the Southern Hemisphere, I think it is. Q1. The Q1. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the top of that, but without the spike. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, it just... it it You see it from fucking everywhere you are. Anywhere near the Gold Coast, you see Q1 because yeah. it's fucking massive. Um, and it's kind of rounded and angled at the top. And it's yeah. it's really an iconic building now. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's what it kind of reminded me of the very first time I saw it. I was like, fuck, this thing's huge. Yeah. And it's really, you're right, it's going to be glowing from next to the TV kind yeah. of thing. And I think uh, that's what they've gone for. They want that mm. iconic look. I do. Because you're going to know exactly what it is when you walk in. Yeah. Yeah, and and when you've got your PlayStation Four on, it has the light down the side, yeah, but it's really true. unobtrusive light. Yeah, this seems a lot different. Well, yeah. we don't really know no. until we see from it. what you know what but, the art is yeah. that we do know of. Yeah, um, and I I actually find that really distracting. Yeah, so I hope there's the option to turn that off because it's going to piss me off. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, when Laura saw it, she said it looks like a binder. Oh yeah. Because it's got the two white, so what it looks like is that so the white sides are set off the black internal bit by probably ten mil or something, yeah. and that's like airflow. And so what it looks like is so if it's you turn it's going it going really fast. There's some you know good downdraft. Yeah, <laughs> well I think that because one of the main things is cooling because the PS4 oh, yeah. have massive issues with that, mm-hmm. and with the extra technology now that it, that's going in it they need and I think that's probably why it will be bigger yeah. so that components can be more spaced apart and more smart design for airflow for all those extra flops yeah, yeah. so much so many flops so much flops um, but yeah I saw, I read a thing that was um, the head of global marketing for PlayStation when he first saw it a few months ago uh, he got called to a meeting at the Sony building in Tokyo and like Jim Ryan, the CEO of PlayStation was there and a couple of other high level guys. Mm-hmm. And the subject of the meeting was design and he thought it was just a design meeting. Yeah. But it ended up, he went to a floor of the building that he'd never been to before and had to go through like several doors and ended up getting into this like mini vault where there was like bright white lights shining down and all of the... And the Discless. whole time, the, um, you know, the, the Get Smart music was playing yeah. as he's walking through yeah, the Yeah, exactly. And they're like getting their eyes scanned and fingerprints and shit. <laughs> and um, so he went into this room and here is the PS5, both versions, disc, mm-hmm. discless with a disc drive, all the peripherals all just laid out in a line. And he said, um, although some it, kind it of looks, joke? he's like, <laughs> it looks cool. Well, he, they're just ignoring all the people who are like, it looks fucking yeah, hideous. Of course. He's like, it looks cool, but when you get to actually see it, there's a bunch of features that you can't really tell from the con- the artwork that yeah. we've seen of it. Mm-hmm. So um, he's like, there's a lot of cool features and shit that you'll notice that you're like, oh yeah, cool. So so there's like a, you know, the, the USB slots are slightly larger and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. But basically... Uh, Let's hope so. <laughs> I honestly don't give a fuck what it looks like. I just want to play next-gen games. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of do like that they're being bold with it. Mm. You know? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to buy it until there's a fucking black version. It's like, well, there probably will be because every console has... Yeah. Like, there's a white PS4, so... That's right. You know, you can get every colour mm. under the fucking rainbow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Xbox has always had a black and a white. Yeah. You know, the, for the S, you know, the Series S that they brought out and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, Ollie's, when I got him one for Christmas last year, I bought him the Minecraft, the Minecraft one. one and it's green and fucking red and grey. Yeah, yeah. grey, yeah. And it's like, stands out like a, you know. Yeah, dog's nuts. Really, it <laughs> yeah. Does. If it's a green dog, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with septic. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, so um, you can look up pictures on the Drop Bear Gaming Facebook page. I've shared them, and like literally anywhere that you look, that's anywhere a, a gaming related yeah. thing. Um, I think it's a cool design, mainly because I like that they're just like you know what Xbox wanted like really go minimalist, mm. and they're just like enough. Fuck that. Yeah. This is a statement that we're making. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you, you touched on it. The most important thing is going to be what comes with it. Yeah. Know, what it can do. What you the know, games. What the games are going to look like when they come out. And based on what we saw, yeah, it looks fucking incredible. Yeah. So, it was a bit of a weird one because obviously E3 would have been on at the moment and... Even if E3 was on, Sony had pulled out. Yeah. But, like, comparing this display of what they showed us to what an E3 press conference would be like, mm-hmm. it was all like, you know, developers in front of the same background screen, sort of like talking about their thing. It was very sort of weird in that way. Mm-hmm. But more importantly than that was that it was just pretty much a non stop. Like, it, so it opened with a PS4. Like like a sizzle reel of all the PS4 games that are awesome and exclusive to the PS4. That would have taken a while. And um, then the first thing that they showed was GTA Five. Yep. Which is coming to PS5 and also Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. I've found out. So the, one of the guys from Xbox made a post being like, "Hey, congratulations, Sony, on your reveal. Just for Xbox fans, you'll also be able to play Pragmata." And Resident Evil 8 and (laughs) like several other games, GTA 5 on the Xbox Series X. So look forward to that on the world's most powerful console. It's like a little (laughs) dig in the bottom there, Um, which is interesting because they just pushed back their game reveal thing Mm. several months. So that I feel like that's a weird, like the tables have turned. PlayStation were the one where everyone was like, when the fuck are you going to show us something? And now immediately all of that bad will yeah. is gone because yeah. everyone's exactly. like oh we've seen it and we yeah. talked about this we like as soon as it's shown everyone will forget how fucking angry they were with exactly. waiting mm-hmm. so they've shown us the console they've showed they showed us 28 games mm. and now Xbox are kind of on the back foot because they have only shown us one version of the Xbox Series X yep. that has a disc drive mm-hmm. they haven't shown us the digital only which was their thing yeah exactly they started that and they haven't shown us any games except for that little third party thing that they did where they were like real gameplay of Assassin's yeah, Creed Valhalla exactly. and Which it was not yeah. and the rest of the games were basically not very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't seen shit from Xbox and they've just pushed their thing back. So now you're gonna have a couple of months where people are like, 
what are you doing Xbox exactly so I don't know what that it just is an interest it's interesting to me how that has just straight up flipped yeah yeah, exactly yeah Um, but yeah so they showed 28 games the Mm -hmm. first one was GTA 5 yeah which is coming to PS5 enhanced and expanded whatever that fucking means Um, I think the graphics will be tweaked up and whatnot, but it's interesting because I think it's the only time that we've seen a game go from like one console to the next to the next for three generations of console. Yeah, it's weird. And it it? doesn't even count as a remaster because it's not like GTA 5 remastered. It's just GTA 5 released on a new console. You know, in the same way that like there's going to be games that are PS4 and PS5. Mm-hmm. The PS5 version isn't a remaster. It's no, just a PS5 right. version yeah, of it. Yeah. And that's what they are marketing GTA 5 as. So Which it's is just really a, strange because it, you know, it's it's had a very very good run for yeah. a very long time. And it's still like one of the biggest games. Yeah. It's the highest well, one of the highest selling games. I think it's the highest grossing game of all time. Uh, or it'd be up there. It would definitely be up there, but also I mean we only spoke about it 12 or 18 months ago on the podcast saying that it was still nearly a full price article to yeah. purchase it. You know, EA, no, sorry, EB Games had it for a hundred bucks yeah. only 18 months ago. Yeah. Now you can pick it up cheap. Now, well, just recently it was fucking given away to, you know, 10 million copies were given yeah. away on the fucking, you know, Well, they did it on PlayStation Now for free and then it finished up on there and it went on to Xbox Game Pass for free. Yeah. I think it's done on there now. I think so, yeah. And and then it was given away free on the Epic Game Store and Mm. computer. But consistently since its launch on PS3, that game has been a top 10 seller basically the whole time. Yeah. Which is insane Mm. to be able to maintain that. No game has ever fucking done that before. And then now they're releasing it on PS5 as well, which is just... Like, as a as a like standout thing for a PS5 reveal, I was like, yeah. this is a to PS3 game it? that yeah, you guys exactly. Yeah. But I was telling you I, and Carl, I think that maybe there's some kind of backroom deal where Rockstar mm. were like, okay, so your side of the deal is that you promote GTA 5 on PS5. Because they're giving away, if you play GTA Online on GTA 5 on your PS4... Every month until it comes out on PS5, you will get a million free dollars of in-game money per that's month. Good. Yeah. So that's like an ongoing promotion. Yeah, that's only for PS Plus users. Hmm. So I feel like maybe there's this backroom deal where Rockstar are like, "You do this promotion for us, have us in your reveal, yeah, and we will do something for you later," mm-hmm. which. Hopefully, is the agent game that was supposed to be a PS3 exclusive That'd that you can you can look that up to find out more about that. Yeah. I don't think it will be, mm. but there could be something with like GTA 6 that's like a timed PS5 exclusive That'd be because huge. of this. Um, I mean, so, we're still a year and a bit away from anything on that. Yeah, I think I don't think we'll see GTA 6 until 2022 at the earliest. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's it's highly possible because this you know. Just because gamers are like fickle and everything is like what's fresh and new and what's coming mm. immediately, yeah. these guys do long-term planning. They do. And that's the kind of deal that you could put in place because at the moment with GTA Five being a, a super high seller, mm. it's making Rockstar money, but it's making PlayStation money every time it's purchased exactly. as well. Yeah. And every time in-game credits are purchased, they get their cut. Mm-hmm. So it serves everyone. 
yeah. for them to promote that. But it also is like the their big reveal for their new console is a massive platform to pimp sure, GTA yeah. Five as the first thing you see. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like there's got to be some kind of backroom deal there that we don't know about that is hopefully very interesting and hopefully mm. one day we'll hear what it was. Um, but that's enough talking about a fucking old ass game. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk yeah. about the great new games that we got to see. So it basically, to me, felt like just a cavalcade of great fucking games. Mm. Like there wasn't a single game that I saw that I thought, meh. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I've heard some people say that, that so they showed Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which is a 3D platformer, kind of like Mario World or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a Mario 3D platformer, but mm. it's Sackboy, but it has four-player co-op. And I've had, seen people be like, oh, that looks like fucking garbage Mario clone. And I'm like, wait a minute. Sackboy is an iconic PlayStation exactly. character. Mm. So I'm just stoked to see that because Media Molecule have moved on to Dreams. Yeah. They're not doing Little Big Planet. Exactly. So to see that as a continuation of that iconic Sony character, you'll unlike feel mm. warm and fuzzy inside but it's also a great kids game that you can play four player co-op so I can put it on and the kids and I can play a fucking yeah, game right. together yeah. because a lot of the games I'm playing are like where you're a shark tearing people to pieces <laughs> and they have to look <laughs> away when I do that get to watch. That's, that's weird <laughs> I let them watch Mafia I where know. I'm like driving around but then there's like the collectibles in Mafia 2 are Playboy magazines oh yeah and so when you pick them up it's the centerfold of <laughs> so it's always tits yeah and I'm like, see a collectible on the ground. I'm like, boys, just go stand over there for a sec. <laughs> and they're like, hmm, what's what happening here? And I open it and I'm like, yep. How is that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can come back now, boys. Yeah. But yeah, I really appreciate when I get, when I find games like that. Um, and yeah, Sackboy Big Adventure looks really good. Mm. But that would probably be on the low end for a lot of people. There was one yeah. called like... Yeah. What was this other one called? I can't remember what it, it was. like Bug Snacks, I think. And it's this weird... It's from the people who made Octodad. Oh, awesome. And it's an island. It reminds me of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all of the bugs and stuff are all like snacks, snack foods. Yeah. And so there's this like little strawberry walking along that's like which is why it reminded me of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and then old mate grabs it and eats it and my first thought was like whoa that's horrific that thing is a person with feelings and you just fucking ate it and he's like oh that's delicious it's like a Steve Irwin clone this walrus sweet and then it like closes the trailer closes with him being like oh I've got someone comes along and they're like oh you've got to come deal with this thing and he leaves and then it sort of fades to like night time and all of these bug things all join together to create a creature that then attacks the camera oh shit and it's like a very kiddie game but it's like that's weird so it's very very strange but I'm totally all in on that it's fucking cool (laughs) but apart from those two like most of pretty much everything was like a straight up great looking game Mm. so I was I was really impressed you know I, I, I didn't watch the live exclusive feed. Yeah, um, it was at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I had to get ready for work. Yeah, um, I was at work. So oh, there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, People kept coming in to ask me questions. I was like, "Look, I'm a little bit busy. Yeah, I can come back <laughs> in the middle of something. Yeah. Come back in like forty-seven minutes." <laughs> um, 
But I, I have been back and watched some of the, the highlights and some of the trailers of the games that I am most interested in. Yeah. I'm going to try and have a bit more of a look at them over the next few weeks yeah. as well. I mean, obviously, we've got five more months until launch and there's going to be yeah. plenty of time to talk about this stuff as they reveal more things. But some of the big things, obviously, they you know, spoke about a new Spider-Man release. Yeah. Um, which is Miles Morales. Yep, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which when we saw it, it... It almost seemed like it was being presented as a sequel, mm. which immediately I was like, fuck yeah, sequel to Spider-Man, because Spider-Man, Spider-Man was great. Was great. Yeah. But it turns out it's just a standalone expansion type thing, kind of like... Second um, Son? So yeah, First Light, Infamous First Light was a expanded expansion that was a standalone for Infamous Second Son, which yeah. was confusing because it went second and then first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like Left Behind for The Last of Us. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Or the one that they've used when they explained that it's a standalone thing was Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which was the yeah. one where you play as the two female protagonists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which was a full-length game. It was like a 20-hour game mm. or 15 hours or something. If you went and played like as a completionist. I yeah. think the story was about eight hours. Yeah. yeah so definitely. it's not quite a full game experience, but it's a good standalone game. Yeah. And I kind of like that for a game like Spider-Man where you have this really good engine. Mm. Why not just release a bunch of those with different characters? You could have Miles Morales. You could have like um, Spider-Gwen or something like that Mm -hmm. from, you know, um, Enter the Spider-Verse. Yeah. You know, there's so many opportunities because the comic books are so rich with characters that you could just say, okay, in this one you're going to be Venom. Mm. or Spider-Man well, Venom it, it or did whatever. look like in, in the trailer that he was fighting against Venom at some stage yeah. or something like it was really quick some of the imagery on it yeah. um, and I'm actually really keen to go and have a look at some of those uh, deep dives on some of them as well because yeah. that one I swear to God there was images that popped in that were like a second yeah, you know, like really quick flashes of stuff and you're like wait a second what did yeah. I just see there and comic fans love tearing those things into pieces yeah, and, exactly. and examining everything so there'll be piece. hundreds of those on YouTube yeah. very very soon so another one of the big ones which is uh, it is actually a sequel yeah. um, is the new Horizon Forbidden West yeah so that's what they closed the show on and it was a big one because it opened the trailer opens with like a forest with like a sort of it, it's like a forest yeah and it looks a lot like Uncharted and I was like fuck it new Uncharted yeah and they're talking about like the history and all this mm. and then you see a fucking dinosaur robot run past yeah. and you're like Horizon, uh, horizon. <laughs> and she gets yeah. to swim underwater and stuff so it's mm. Horizon Forbidden West yeah which looks awesome yeah it really does like- and the thing about these so these are both from PlayStation Studios. So they're yeah. first party exclusive, entirely exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are the types of games that we're going to see really utilize the PS5's power and the way that, that, that we've seen that they've designed the system to operate at a peak level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, like initially, this like it'll get pushed. You yeah. Know, it, we will see yeah, it yeah, get yeah. better. Yeah. Or you look at from the di- different difference between a PS4 launch game and a PS4 game now Current, like yeah. The Last of Us Part exactly. 2 yeah. which is visually exceptionally impressive fuck yeah um, but the, like Spider-Man for example was one of the games that they used as an example when they were talking about the power of the PS5 
when they did that deep dive into the hardware, mm-hmm. he was mentioning how Spider-Man loads in, the game loads in and stuff, yeah. and how that will be completely different now with this live streaming onto mm-hmm. the screen from yeah. the hard drive. Yep. So um, I really think those two games are going to be um, oh, huge, like technical wonders like yeah. to show us the advancement mm. of the systems now Spider-Man Miles Morales had a release date of holiday 2020 which yeah, presumably means yeah. launch yeah um, Forbidden West and none of the I don't think any of the other games specified holiday 2020 a lot of them didn't even have any date mm. but they have come out and said I believe apart from some of the third party stuff it's pretty much all launch or launch window wow so that's pretty good yeah. 28 games. It's a, they reckon it's the biggest lineup that they've had to showcase for a new console ever. Yeah. Because when, when the PlayStation 4 came out, there was half a dozen games. Yeah, Knack, Killzone, yeah. Shadowfall, which wasn't really a big one. No. Knack, we were talking about Knack because that was the game that was supposed to show us the technical yeah. power of the PS4. Yeah. And a lot of people panned it because Knack is not necessarily a great game. But the whole breaking down into a million small pieces mm. and all the particle physics and shit like yeah, that yeah, was huge. That was their thing where they were like, this is what the PS4 mm. can do. Yeah. And now we're seeing another game very similar to that. Well, I suppose we'll finish talking about Horizon. Um, from from what we saw, the expanse of what you're able to, to you know take in yeah. in one shot is, is hugely expanded. Yeah. You know, and... I mean, some of the games these days, you can see massive panoramics yeah, and all depth kinds of, field of shit. And all that like kind it's, of stuff. it's incredible. But this one had a, a depth to it that we'd never seen before yeah. in, in any game. Also, it seemed to have like a um, uh, a liveness to it as well. Like there's there was one scene where it was like the camera was flying over the the valley almost, you know, yeah. from quite a high distance, and you can see like swarms of birds flying in one direction and then there's something else going on just over to the other side of it and as it keeps flying there's like you know waterfalls and shit and you're yeah. like holy fuck like the the lighting in that looked absolutely stunning yeah just all these little things that you were seeing and it was like we'd never been able to do any of that before yeah. and now it's like we'll just chuck these things in because we yeah. can Exactly. And if we're getting these in-game, like yeah. proper... Well, they all said like captured from PS5, but you don't know if it's like a pre-rendered cinematic being yeah. captured or whatever. Yeah. Um, they did show a lot of gameplay of a lot of stuff. They did. Not Horizon, but... Uh, yeah, Another I mean, exclusive? They showed us a lot of stuff with Horizon that is um, different to the first game. Like the there's a lot more... The swimming underwater thing yeah, that they that showed and cool. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of... Mm detail to it yeah. just in general it looks very impressive it does but the comparison to Knack that I was going to make is to another game from Insomniac who made Spider-Man mm-hmm. which I love they they acquired Insomniac late last year yep. and in their reveal they show two Insomniac games which is so great. they've just doubled down on yeah. it they're just like yeah. you're the fucking you're the new naughty dog that's right in our stable yeah and they totally deserve it and this looks absolutely incredible as well yeah uh, and so Ratchet and Clank, Clank. Yeah. Rift Apart yeah. is that what it's called yep so I think this is going to be the game even though it's a cartoony kitty platformer mm. 
it honestly looks like it's going to be the game that's going to show us the fucking ability of yeah. the PS5. Yeah. So I would, t- I reckon, pause this podcast and go and watch the trailer. They also showed gameplay footage of this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a gun that was like called a topiary gun or something where he shot the guy and the path that the shot went all these like flowers and shit sprout out of the ground. <laughs> and I just love that. It's just such yeah. a great, like, cause the whole point of Ratchet and Clank is that there are all these weird, like invention guns yeah. mm-hmm. and it just fits the tone perfectly. I fucking love Ratchet and Clank yeah. and I'm probably the most excited about Ratchet mm. and Clank Rift Apart. But in terms of the actual, what they showed that is super impressive is the concept of the game is that you're going between through rifts between different dimensions. Yeah. And it portrayed that by like falling through rifts into an entire new area. And then you go through another one immediately and you're in a whole nother area. Mm. And I don't know if that's a hidden load screen of like passing through multiple areas as you like a sort of weird elevator scene. Yeah. Or if you can actually go through into a whole new area and it just streams that whole new thing off the hard drive. Which would be massive. incredibly impressive yeah. technologically. Because I mean, we're talking like massively different yeah. textures and everything. Is it's like going from like a jungle world to a cyberpunk city world yeah. to a Flying desert. Cars and yeah, yeah, yeah. just pretty awesome. Very impressive, mm. and we've—I mean, we've got it. We've got time until yeah. we see it. Yeah. But we're definitely going to see more of that. And I fucking hope that that is a launch title mm. because that is, you know, it's just good a to have the great f- game. Yeah, it's good to have the fun of yeah. a Ratchet and Clank game yeah. to, to really sink your teeth into the new I, I feel like you need to have a game like that. To, yeah. I reckon if I had to say what I reckon launch titles will be, it's Spider-Man standalone thing, yeah. which is an open world action adventure game. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank, third sure. 3D platformer. Mm-hmm. Three, well, third person platformer. Yep. Um, Gran Turismo 7. Yeah. As a launch title. I hope they don't go, Gran Turismo 7 is not coming out until late 2021 or something. That would suck. If that launches with the PS5, because I remember, you remember back at um, PS3? Yeah. I think it was GT4 or 5 on PS3? 4. Whichever one it was, people. There was people who bought the thousand dollar PS3 just for that, just for Gran mm-hmm. Turismo because yeah. they loved it. And since then, the Gran Turismo games have generally been pretty lackluster. I mean, yeah. they're great, but they're yeah. not. When you've got things it like was Forza, the feather in their cap, and it hasn't been. Yeah, because Microsoft mm-hmm. really have just oh, dominated yeah. with Forza, mm-hmm. and Gran Turismo Seven looks spectacular. It does. They showed us gameplay from that as well um, and a lot of different stuff from it. But it looks like outstanding. And again, and you mentioned it during that uh, video, the load time of going between your your different sections, like you've got your game hub, which is your It's like the classic Gran Turismo hub. Yeah, and you, you go into them and... It's quick and it's yeah. seamless. And, and we don't know if that's what the final game's going to be no, like. But, that's right. I mean, we can hope. But it'd be stupid for them to show us all these things. Yeah. Knowing that only a few weeks ago they had their you know tech release. Yeah. And a big part of it was that you're not going to see these... Illuminating load screens. Load screens yeah. Yeah. So if all of a sudden 
you know, we're now starting to expect these things because we're seeing them. Yeah. And then the real comes out in a couple of months and we're like, fucking hang on a second. Yeah. You know, we're not supposed to see these load screens. Yeah. We'll feel ripped off. Yeah. In terms of super impressive things in that trailer for Gran Turismo 7, I mean, there was, you know, all the cars are shiny and beautiful to look at and super detailed down to like seeing fine stitching and things like that. Yeah. But then when they were showing the sweeping panoramics Mm. and you see the sky... Yeah, the thing that jumped out to me is the sky because one of the things that people have been talking a lot about in the new consoles is ray tracing and lighting effects and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the way that the clouds in a like a the backing of a perfect blue sky, you have these clouds, the cloud cover that is sort of it was like a time lapse where the clouds were moving and changing, yeah, and it looked like looking at the actual sky, yeah, it does, yeah. and like like a level of realism in the weather effects that mm-hmm. is just like it's like looking out and out it's literally like looking out the fucking window at yeah, the sky yeah. and then the clouds move and the sun rays are shining through the clouds it's like holy shit super realistic yeah and that is something that we I mean we've seen some pretty good fucking lighting effects mm. in games but yeah. that was just I mean, it's a thing, it's all about the cars and stuff, but to me, looking at that, I was like, I just, every time it showed the sky, I was like, fuck, that looks good. See, every time there's been a car game that's come out, that's been a huge part of it. Yeah. In No matter what the car game is, I remember back in, oh, fuck, must have been PlayStation 2, or 3, sorry, um, Colin McRae. Yeah. The original Colin McRae game. Huge parts of that was about the... You know, the, the trees and you know the, yeah. the, the way the mud would you know Flick splash up, up. On your car, but yeah. it was literally blocks of brown shit yeah you know? now it would be blobs of actual moving dirt yeah you know? mud and, splatter yeah. like actual mud splatter which would be amazing yeah um, but yeah I mean we're talking chalk and cheese yeah but I think Gran Turismo is still gonna I think they're definitely still challenged in the in the genre because oh, yeah. Gran Turismo is absolutely a, sti- a simulator game. Yes. And Forza yeah. is arcadey. Yeah. Um, so they've got, they've still got to have that, but it looks like it's a return to form mm. for, like, I feel like they're really committed to making this fucking good game. And obviously it's early, very early days. That's you right. You can't make a call yeah. like that, but I'm cautiously optimistic that I think that Gran Turismo 7 is going to be a killer app on the PS5. You've heard it here first, peoples. So um, those are the main ones. Yeah. Was there any others that jumped out at you? There was a lot of third parties. So there's only nine PlayStation Studios games, mm-hmm. yeah. which means games that are either first party or being published by PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was there was some fun looking ones like uh, Destruction All Stars. Yeah, it's a destruction derby game. Yeah, that which I we don't haven't seen for twenty years. Yeah, you know? it's like, been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. And it's that's a looks like a multiplayer game. It looks like it's perfectly suited and will probably have loot boxes and microtransactions and stuff. Yeah. But it also looks like Rocket League levels of fun. Yeah. So yeah. if it manages mm. that, then that's a um, first party game. Yeah. So, so that that's a huge good. get for PlayStation. Uh, they also touched on which which you mentioned before, um, you know, Resident Evil was in there, uh, RE eight. Yep. Resident um, Evil Village, they're calling it, because yeah. ILL looks like the three I's in V-I-I-I, which is eight in Roman numerals. Mm-hmm. 
So when they wrote village, it was like the V I L L are yellow. So yeah. that it's like, hey, by the way, it's Resident Evil 8 because you didn't fucking figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, that looks impressive. That looks definitely like a game I'm never going to play. No, <laughs> I probably will because you'll get me a copy of that yeah. and go, here, play this. Um, another one that I probably don't want to play, but was in there anyway. Yeah. Um, NBA 2K21. Yeah, they were, it was like, hey, look at the sweat, which is, it's always about the sweat. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we got to see some... Sweat from my wallet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why don't they show us the slot machine? It's super <laughs> exactly. HD, 4K. Yeah. Um, one of the ones for me that really looked super interesting and we didn't get to see pretty much any of it was Project Athia, which is a, it's coming from Square Enix. Mm-hmm. It's like a fantasy game we don't know anything about it except that it looks fucking cool as shit so and that's all Matt needs yeah I'm really looking forward to that there was a couple that are exclusive to PS5 but they seem to be timed exclusives which are Ghostwire Tokyo which is the we've seen that got announced last year I think by at the Bethesda mm-hmm. um, conference that's from the people who make who made the evil within yep Yep. And it's very strange. So we got to see the first gameplay for that, and that's coming to PS5 and PC. Mm-hmm. And Deathloop, which is another Bethesda game from the makers of Dishonored, which is coming to PS5 and PC. Yeah. And interesting. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo seems a bit too far on the weird horror type side mm-hmm. for my liking, but Deathloop looks like pretty interesting. It reminded me of... Um, it's like that time loop thing where you die and start again. Yep. So like Groundhog Day yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that I, like the art style is very Dishonored, but um, yeah, that looks kind of cool. Yeah, Dishonored was good, both of them. Yeah. Mm. Um, the other excl- the other PlayStation Studios games are Returnal, which is a weird name for a game. That's it from Housemark, who made, um, they, they made like shoot 'em up, like, um, little those little like spaceship flying around Rezo Gun. Oh yeah, Rezo yeah, Gun was yeah. house mark and mm-hmm. um, fuck, what was that? It was a PS3 one that was like massive. But anyway, I think this is their first go at a first person game. Wow. Um, if it is first person, it's like very cinematic what they showed us. So I'm keen to see a bit more of that. And I already mentioned Sackboy a big a big adventure. Yep. They're remaking Demon Souls. Which was like the game that kicked off the Souls thing. Yeah. It was yeah. a PS3 exclusive and then Platinum... Was it Platinum? No. From Software went mm-hmm. on to make Dark Souls 1, yeah. 2 and 3 and whatever. Mm-hmm. So people have been always asking for a remake of Demon's Souls and now we are getting it on yeah. PS5. And it's a full remake, not a remaster. Good. So it looks very, very impressive. Yeah. And then Astro's Playroom, which I assume is a VR game. Because Astro was the little robot thing, mm-hmm. um, which was a VR game, and it was like the best VR game. Oh, there you go. So yeah. I think Astro's Playroom is probably a VR game, but well, multi-game. Yeah. Apart from that, prag- few, sorry, might have a few games in it. Yeah, in Playroom. Well, that's what they were. Mm. Um, but I think yeah, it's probably most likely VR. And then there was Pragmata, which is this weird. Don't really know what it is, but it, it reminded me of the Big Daddy thing from Bioshock, where it's like a Big Daddy with a little sister or whatever they're called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a guy in a big fucking astronaut space suit and a little girl who apparently can fucking breathe on the moon. 
and I think she's maybe a robot or something and there's like a robot okay. cat or something it's very strange Different. that's coming to Xbox Series X as well but we don't really know too much about and it and an Oddworld game yeah fuck I can't believe I forgot to write that down mm. Oddworld which was a PS1 game yeah Abe's Odyssey yeah they are doing a new Oddworld game which has Abe in it yeah and how cool was that yeah that was very wow. cool so just from a nostalgia point of view, but I think it's going to be a super fun game. Mm. Well, so, the originals were pretty fucking fun. Yeah. yeah. Farting and burping and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many games that you can go this, like go on the PlayStation blog and have a look at the trailers and you can see other games that were announced. There was a heap of indie games shown as well. Yeah. And a heap of other third party games that we haven't talked about. But basically my feeling watching it and I... You know, you get that when you're watching an E3 press conference where you kind of are just generally excited about mm-hmm. newness. Yeah. But a lot of the time watching those things, you can still be like, well, that doesn't look like it's yeah, for me. Exactly. But the whole PS5 thing, I was like, these all look like potentially great games. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy with the lineup. I think it's kudos to PlayStation for bringing together such a massive showcase yeah. yeah it's really really well done yeah and the fact that they you know skirted around some things like price obviously yeah, they haven't mentioned a price yet um, or they haven't given a release date no those two would have been really good yeah but we got given enough that we can kind of yeah you know, it settles everyone down like yeah we've got and, a lot to and, talk about and it now. does now kind of put the like you mentioned before it puts the onus on xbox to do their thing they need to take a, a yeah. step now yeah so which you know when it comes the to the back and forth yeah yeah and when it comes to the the whole commercialization of the companies yeah playstation's done their thing now yeah so but anyway look that's enough of that Go and watch some of the reviews, or some yeah. of the, the previews on YouTube. Um, Just before we move on, I think the, the discless and disc versions, um, I think we're still probably looking at seven to 800 bucks for the PS5 here, but I think you're going to see a 50 to to $100, probably 50 to $80 difference between discless and disc versions. Yeah. That's my prediction anyway. Which one would you go for? I'd get the disc one. Because yeah, I would too. I don't know, mainly I don't know what review copies we're going to get in a disc version usually we get sent codes yeah and usually I prefer to buy things digitally mm-hmm. but while games are $30 less at launch in a fucking brick and mortar store yeah. I ain't buying them digital if I have to buy them yeah. I'm buying the $30 cheaper game yeah exactly that's I mean, what I was thinking yeah. as well plus although they do have sales online yeah on the PlayStation it store it takes a while before they come in yeah and, so. and you quite often can pick up a disc copy of something cheaper. Yeah. yeah. You might just like go yeah, and flick through eBay. Or whatever. Yeah. But then again, maybe by the time we get to the PS4, where we're at with the PS4 now, of the PS5, maybe EB games won't even exist anymore. Well, that's... Who knows? It's on the cards. But, Digital, yeah. like physical games may be a fucking thing of the past that's by the time right. we're eight, seven or eight years into the PS5's life cycle. Yeah. But... But still, a lot of people yeah. do buy just digital, and that's why Xbox made a digital only Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And no doubt they're going to do the same with Xbox Series X and yep. PlayStation. Just gone, you know what? There's a segment of the market that want this. It's cheaper for us to build it. That's right. Because optical mm-hmm. drives are an expensive thing to put in. Yeah. So why not? And I mean, if if you look at any kind of brick and mortar store that still stocks and sells um, CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays. 
there's obviously a massive market still buying those things yeah. and always will be mm-hmm. because you've had things like fucking Spotify dominating the market in music amongst 10 other brands that you can think of yeah. top of your head. Like uh, Apple Music, Tidal, yeah, like Amazon there's Music. There's so many of yeah. them now. Um, you would have thought that CDs would have been dead long ago. Yeah. But they're not. They're still there. They're still fucking vinyl for Christ's sake. Yeah, you know? vinyl's like re- a bit of a different yeah, thing. But back. yeah, but then you've got DVDs, and there's ten streaming services that are available for you know ten bucks a month. Yeah, and you've got access to so much content mm-hmm. online. You can buy them all online. That's the other thing as well. Digital only console for Xbox makes sense because of Game Pass. Yeah. They still haven't announced when we're getting PS Now in Australia. Mm. And I'm still of the opinion that they're going to before PS5 launches. So I think... I think they should. I think they're going to say PS Now is going to be available in Australia. And that will make Australian people more likely to go, you know what? Like Americans already have PS Now. Yeah, so when they right. hear digital only, box, no optical drive, Cheap they're box. like, yeah, right. Yeah. Get a cheaper console and yeah. I'm already going to use PS Now exactly. anyway. And they would be smart to launch it with the console yeah. or just before and just say, hey, and if you buy it, there's three months for free. Yeah. Because then people are like, damn, I get 100 games? Yeah, you get it. Well, all the PS4 catalog that are on PS Now, all yep. the PS3 games that are on there. It's so, huge. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. But anyway, let's move on to, this yeah. is a fucking long podcast, but it is. it is what it is. Yeah. That's what you get when we take a fucking fortnight off exactly. and everything happens. <laughs> so now, The Last of Us Part 2. Now, I was extremely happy, yeah. let's say, like jumping out of my skin, that we were provided with a, a, a very, very early, early review copy. Review copy. I yeah. mean, it was 17 days before release, yeah. which at this point in time sucks because I was moving and I had a lot of shit going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, I've had a lot um, of like reading... D&D rules and stuff. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> but, it's been a real... And I've been hard. working heaps of overtime as well at work. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just want to... Like, I'll get home from work and be like, I just want to play The Last of Us. Exactly. But I have to be up at three o'clock the next day. So I can't, <laughs> I can't start playing until after the kids are in bed. And yeah. then I've got like an hour, maybe two, mm-hmm. where I can play it. And that's just enough time to start like being like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I had to play with headphones on because I don't want mm-hmm. the kids laying in bed awake because they haven't gone to sleep yet yeah. hearing fucking clickers and shit. Exactly. Or someone going like, oh no, like when you shoot someone in the leg and they scream in pain oh, yeah. before they die. It's, <laughs> it's like, like oh, it? the kids yeah. don't want to hear that no. shit. And jump scares and stuff. No, thank you. Yeah. So I'm on like headphones at night time, which is already wild. But anyway. But so, you have to with this game anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I believe that the, the level of audio quality in this game is yeah. so precise. It's, it, you know... Yeah. Well, there's the, shape. So the, the example for audio, I think, for me, apart from all of the other cool shit, yeah. clickers and stuff that you need to hear, but the main thing is when you're breaking into a safe in the game mm-hmm. to find stuff, you can turn the thing and hear the clicking, yeah. and it has a different click, mm-hmm. slightly deeper click noise yeah. on the number that it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And when I'm listening through my TV, I can't hear that. No. But when I have headphones on, it's fucking crystal clear in yeah. my ears. Yeah. So. I find any game that has sneaking like this yeah. and your one kind of, you know, extra sense, sensory thing is 
listen, yeah. which is labelled of the fucking button you press, yeah. it, it stands to, to reason that yeah. it's it's perfectly you know, an audible game. Yeah. Um, so it has the listen thing that you could do in The Last of Us 1. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird. I don't know if it's how I've got my audio set up, but like there's certain areas where you're in a room mm-hmm. and a clicker can screech but still be far away, but it sounds like they're right behind yeah, you. Yeah, Which is, to me, it seems like kind of poor sound design. Well, it does happen quite often, actually. Like, mm. it, I shit it, myself a lot playing that game. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, they're still all the way over there. They <laughs> exactly. haven't snuck up behind me. Well, the other part of that is that you'll get into a firefight with a group and you might be able to notice there's like four of them. Yeah, and they're all around you or whatever. You know, they're all in front of you, say, um, and you take them all out, but you've made noise, so you know you've, yeah. you've alerted the next wave. And this, well, there's already more, like further yeah. in the area or whatever. Yeah, and you can't see them, you can't sense them because you're they're going not close to, enough. Yeah, you're going to listen, and you hear somebody who sounds like they're literally a meter away, going, "Where is she? We gotta find her." Yeah, and then you're like, Where "Search the house. The garage is empty," and you're like. I'm standing in a guard exactly. and I don't see a guard and yeah. they're in a fucking house three doors away. It, it actually pisses me off sometimes yeah. because you end up wasting so much time just yeah, staying crouches around. and fucking like just looking around corners and stuff yeah. and then all Absolutely. of a sudden you, know, you don't even see them for 100 metres up yeah. the street. And I've started, so full disclosure, we're only probably, even though we had the game well early, yeah. we're probably about halfway through. I've been talking to yeah. Steve. I spoke to Steve from Survivor.com. Yep. Um, he's finished the game and reviewed it. And I asked him where, I said, where are we up to? And he said, that's about halfway. Nice. So full disclosure, we haven't finished the game yet for this review. But I feel like we're far enough in that we've got a good idea of the mm. story, yeah. new mechanics. Probably there's going to be some fucking wild plot twists and yeah, shit but we're not so. talking spoilers here at all no. anyway we're and, gonna... and honestly we're, we're about 15 hours in yeah you know, 12 to 15 hours depending yeah. on how much you've been mucking around and mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot I've been fucking around a lot yeah. I search everywhere for everything Same. yeah I do too um, I've noticed it's a lot easier I think is. maybe I played The Last of Us 1 on a harder difficulty because this seems really easy but then I'll get in a fight where it's just like ridiculously hard mm, yeah. and then uh, the next thing will be really easy like I had one bit where there was four guards coming towards me and I managed to stealth kill all of them just with my little switchblade yep. without a, I killed one pulled him over this way yeah. and then I stood at the exact same corner old mate comes over and is like what's that boom grabbed him stabbed yeah. him mm-hmm. grab and stab yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah did that for all four and I'm like well that was fucking easy yeah. and then I'll have a different encounter with a different cover or something mm-hmm. and I'm against four and they just wipe me yeah. wipe the floor with me yeah. I actually so, find that there's a, a lot of stuff to collect and a lot of the time I more often than not I can't pick anything more up because you've filled up with yeah. everything and yeah. I've got full health. I've got you know, yeah. you know, three sashes of health there, and I've yeah. got all the ammo that like I can carry. And shit. I can, you know, and I, I just can't pick anything else up. And I feel like the that but scarcity then, of resources was a really big part of the first. Yeah, game. it was. Yeah, because you're like, fuck, I don't exactly. want to use my three bullets. That's right. Yeah, but now them. it's kind of like, well, I'll do that. I'll have everything, and then I'll get into an area. And then by the time I get out of that area, I've got no fucking bullets left. <laughs> I've like 
destroyed all you know whatever I had, um, and I'm running out with like a brick and a fucking smoke bomb or something. A handgun, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, hang on a second. How did that? How did I get so much shit in one area? Yeah, and then none in the next area. And there was all these bad dudes in there that I had to take them all yeah. out. Um, but then I feel like there's that thing in um, Uncharted where you go into in like particularly in like Uncharted 2 and stuff where yeah. you go into an area and you, and know you see all the low it. walls yeah. and you're like oh I know I'm about yeah. it so in this it's like I go into a new area and oh there's an old shop that yeah. has just fucking supplies up the yeah. wazoo in it yeah. and so you like go into this shop and you've got like half your shit full and then oh across the road there's another shop yeah. get all the rest and there might be like one clicker or nothing Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got shit loads of stuff and I feel, I feel like you didn't get that much. Like, she comments on it. She's like, wow, there's so many areas in this city that are just really well supplied yeah, still. she does, yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because it's been like 30, 20-something years mm. since... Yeah. Since the fallout. Like, D-Day. Yeah. Um, so there's some kind of inconsistencies there which are a bit weird. Mm. Um, the overarching story, we won't get into spoilers, but we'll talk about what has been shared already, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is that you mainly the play... The butler did it. No. <laughs> you, well, you mainly play as Ellie. Yeah. And it's a revenge game, mm-hmm. which we had mentioned. Yeah. Um, and this is where we get to where... So the game overall, visually super impressive, oh. shooting... Kind of yeah. annoys me a bit. Yeah. The, the aiming's a bit fucking mm-hmm. sketchy. Yeah. Um, and it changes sometimes too, which is really weird. Like with a lot of cases, and I know I get this in a lot of games, you've got that quick tap, you yeah. know, like you aim, which locks on. Yeah. And then, but it normally locks on somewhere around the torso or yeah. you know, lower. There's like a quick tap aim assist to get the headshot. Yeah, shot. and you always go quick flick up and there, yeah. bang shot and in a lot of cases it, it gets the head yeah this does that like 50% of the time 50% of the time it'll flick it up past their head fucking shooting off into the distance yeah. and it just all hell breaks loose yeah but you're like loading the next bullet and they're like hey fucking shoot you and you get thrown to the ground yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is cool it's very cool but yeah yeah Um, the sound design like we said it's a bit rough in some places, in some places, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I think, like like we said, we got an early copy. There's probably going to be patches. Yeah, there's going to have to be, because I, I get a lot of clipping. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that I get is, and, and I'm pretty sure this will be fixed, so not a huge deal for me, mm-hmm. but everything that's a collectible in the game, everything that you can pick up, everything that's you know in the game that's interactive, mm. flashes. Yeah. So... I get a lot of the time, especially in dark areas, it's almost like something small of the blackness just breaks and you get some flash of white from behind it. Yeah, it's like a like that. seam yeah, or something. Yeah, and, the, and I the... get that a lot and I'll be walking along and, it'll, and normally it'll happen in areas where you're being really cautious yeah. or you expect a lot of things to be and able to be And you see that little up. flash of white and you're like, oh, is that a collectible? Yeah. Oh no, it was just that. Yeah, little and, and you go edge. back and you go, oh, what the fuck? Oh, it's nothing. Okay, yeah. I'll keep going. Sometimes that's the reflection of your light as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I do see but that as well. I yeah. have seen that little seam thing. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that kind of thing, like it's, it's nothing. It doesn't break the game. So, And, and I've honestly, 
not really had anything that had that I would consider game breaking at all. No, it's really stable. Yeah, I think in general it's a solid game and it plays well. Mm. It feels like a a Last of Us game it does. with yeah. like hiding from psycho humans. Yeah, but my issue, like I started talking about, is Ellie's character. Um, she's like a fucking ice cold blood bath creating murderer yeah. psycho mm-hmm. and it's a revenge story but she just comes across as like it presents it as she's on this mission to do to avenge the yeah. slight against her yeah. and the people that are in her <laughs> way are like they're the crazy ones who are just trigger happy and psychos mm. but that's how it presents it but then she is doing like fucking brutal things oh, to these yeah. people yeah. Very much just so. with no remorse mm-hmm. there's a thing early on where she sees a dead horse that's been torn to pieces yeah. and her companion is like vomiting in the bushes mm-hmm. because she's like the smell is gross and Ellie's like what oh yeah. Oh, okay, like she's just immune entirely to the brutality of the situation. Mm-hmm. And yes, she had a rough life, but the whole story of the first one is that she grew up in a QZ quarantine zone, yeah. and then they realized she's immune, and Joel had to escort her to the Fireflies to make a cure. Mm. And then at the end, spoiler alert for the first game, yeah. he kills the fucking dude who's trying to make a vaccine and kills a bunch of fireflies and takes her out of there while she's unconscious Mm. because they say to be able to do this, she needs to die so we can harvest her fucking organs. And he didn't want her to die. Yeah, which was a selfish act because he had a connection with her because his daughter died at the beginning of the game. So it's this really great story of the emotional baggage of this guy, Joel. Mm. And Ellie's a side character who's like a tool for his emotional development through the story. And then yeah. in the end, he has the choice, do I or don't I? And he chooses the himself against the world yeah. decision. Instead mm-hmm. of saving the world, he saves the girl and takes her. Yeah. And then he lies to her and says, they said there was dozens of people that are immune like you. Yeah. And... They you didn't match or whatever it is. Yeah, like yeah. you weren't suitable for it, so yeah. we just fucked off out of there. Yeah, and um, that game was great, and it ended with that twist ending where you're mm. like, "Wow, what a dick thing to do." Um, it, it, it it still is one of the greatest games I've ever played. Yeah, you know, there's there's really a handful of games in all of the games that I've ever played that are even close to where that is. Yeah. And it, it always will be. Yeah. I, I Don't get me wrong, I love number two. Yeah. But for different reasons. Yeah. It has a very different feel. Yeah. That father-daughter type relationship mm. that Joel and Ellie had, um, the fact that Joel was like a hardened smuggler slash killer. Yeah. Because he was there when she started. Mm. So he's been dealing with it for 20 years before he meets Ellie. Yeah. And he's been in the thick of all that violence. And mm. he's like, you see in the first game that he is willing to do what he needs to yeah. do. But you also see in the first game, Ellie kill the first person she's ever had to kill. Mm. Yeah. And like be subject to a rape attempt. 
and like all this dark shit. You also see that he has the ability to love and he has the ability to care and like all these emotions in that game Mm. that were so perfectly made. Well, I guess there there was the scene where she's on her own when he's hurt in the first game and she's like just bang, 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 killing people like she's been shooting for years. Mm which was a bit of a weird situation yeah. in that game. Yeah. But then to jump to this one where basically they moved to, to a town after the shit went down in the first game. Mm-hmm. And so she went from living in a quarantine zone to about <clears throat> probably whatever, a year or whatever on the road. Yeah. Um, to then maybe a year after that living in this town. Yeah. And having a generally pretty easy life of it. Yeah. But she's this like fucking twisted psychopath when it comes to kids like it's just weird mm. and it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right to me for her character and yeah. I'm not the fucking game designer or the writer so yeah. it's not my position to say what the fuck her character is yeah. Yeah. but it doesn't maybe I mean, it makes her hard to connect with there's going to be more shit that we haven't seen yet because we're only yeah. halfway through yeah. but mm. I really struggle to find her going from point A to point B and how her personality changes. There's been a few times in the story where something affects her mm. and some of it's slight, some of it's actually pretty major yeah. in, in number two where you do actually see her almost fall apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's more, way more times in the game where you're going, you're She's fucking like nuts. remorseless. Yeah. And yeah. like, to the point of torturing people and all these kinds of things that yeah. like it, it may not be actually seen as torturing but that's how it feels you know yeah. like it's it's just like you really have no respect I get it no respect for the fucking you know infected yeah because you have to kill them or they're going to kill you yeah but there's also times where she almost forces the hand of people yeah. to attack her yeah and then she can go fucking nuts yeah and it, it really actually makes it hard to connect with her in this. Yeah. And so that's what, that's kind of, I don't, like, we don't want to go too deep in it because we don't no. want to spoil. Yeah. But I've read some other reviews yeah. that have not spoiled it but have given me an idea of where it's going. Yeah. And that um, extreme behavior mm. escalate, continues to escalate to yeah. the, some, some scenes that are very confronting in their violence. Mm-hmm. And. Well, it's also one of the things that I don't remember so much seeing in the first game that I have seen a lot more times in this game. Mm. And that's the the amount of dismembering, um, the amount of like disembodied parts. You know? yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot of bombs and stuff. It's really fucking hardcore in this. Yeah, it's very violent and gory. And when you... And like I said, I don't remember seeing them. It may have been in the first one, but I... Yeah. It, the first game was very confronting in a lot of stuff that it showed. Yeah. But there, it always felt like there was reason, a fair reason. I yeah. mean, it was a journey from point A to point yeah, B. Yeah, And they right. got ambushed by people and stuff. Yeah. But there's no ambushing in this by, like, squatters and shit that no. there was in the first one. It's all her on a mission. Yeah. And just, to like... everyone up. Annihilating people. And yeah. so... Yes, the game is very good. Yes, I'm enjoying it greatly. Mm. But that disconnect, it just makes me feel a bit yuck. Yeah. And yeah. maybe that's how you're meant to feel. But it seems very in your face. Mm. Like, it's not very nuanced in how they're telling the story. No, that's true. And I think that may be a 
failure in how the game is written, how the story is written. It's also a lot longer, which is a big thing that I'm mm. noticing as well. Like, like I said, we're potentially 12 to 15 hours, so I know I've played more than 15 hours because it yeah. tells you. Yeah. Um, and some of that may have been just me dicking around too long or whatever, but I know I've played more than 15 hours. I did look it up and it's about 25 to 30 hours yeah. long. Yeah. The first one was 16 hours mm. on average, some up to 20 hours. But like I've already played that fucking amount of hours yeah. in this game. And a lot of it is very like, okay, you're in this area, you've got to creep through, collect things, kill a couple of soldiers, move yeah. on to the next area. Mm. Um, the thing that kind of breaks it up, I guess, is the letters and stuff that you can find yeah. around the place. Mm. But yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing the story, but I just really struggle it, it relies a lot on flashbacks it does yeah. which um, is a great storytelling tool mm. but it some of them seem like they're in a weird place yep. or they seem like it's like they've gone well that scene was really confronting so let's do a light hearted yeah. flashback mm-hmm. or something like to character build yeah. and yeah just in that way the pacing seems a little bit weird mm. so yeah. And the other thing that I guess I'm not feeling in this game like I did in the first one, the first one was about them. Yeah. And it was about Joel and Ellie and their connection and them growing that connection right the way through the story. Yeah. To her being like, I don't, you're not my dad, fuck off. Yeah. I'm not doing what you say. Yeah. To them being like this tight knit group, like the relationship trust was tight. Family, like, yeah. Um, in this there's flashbacks to where you see that again mm. you know she has flashbacks where you're with Joel and you see that again um, you know there's large sections of this game that has that yeah. but there's also other characters in this that you're forming a relationship with that seems off in some ways like mm. the the relationship is uh, you know I would have thought it would have been more along the lines of She's at a different age now. You know, she's forming different relationships with different people, mm. which in a way she kind of is, but she's also not in in a lot of ways. Like she's kind of very quick to get her back up against other people and um, trying to distance herself. Yeah, she does it quite often through this, and you know, maybe it's just another defense of where we're going in the story and and it'll all work itself out it's kind of a defense mechanism but i would have thought like the story is set several years after the first one yeah so she's been living generally comfortably in this this town like they have patrols that they send out to kill any infected around the area yeah um they mentioned hordes which Reminded me totally of Days Gone. Yeah, it did. Because it's hordes. And I was thinking, wow, maybe these are the same universe. Which I don't think because they're not. There's no yeah. clickers yeah. in the other one. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting <laughs> that they explained that there's infected in places where pe- people have been living for ages because the horde of infected migrate. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. like, that's just a plot device to explain why there's new infected in an area exactly. where they've already cleared it out. Yeah. There's no explanation of why they do that. They're like, I don't know, I'm not a fucking scientist. <laughs> like, okay, cool, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's like she's been living a reasonably comfortable life. Mm. I mean, they have TVs and shit. Yeah. And PlayStation 3s. Which is 
fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, there, there's a few, there's a, a PS Vita where you come across a girl yeah. playing a PS Vita. With and she's playing time. Hotline Miami, it looks which is like, an actual yeah. Vita game. Yeah. And, so. you know, that kind of thing to me was huge. It's just been, it's first been saw service. that. Yeah. I came across a table that had a PlayStation on it, two controllers. It had Uncharted 4 sitting on the table. Yeah. Or three, I think it was. Three, yeah, it was three. Yeah. Um, and there was a few other games there amongst the rubble, and I was just standing there just looking at it going, that's a fucking awesome. Yeah, fan service. Yeah. So beautiful to see yeah. in a game where you, everything seems so kind of normal but really alien at the same yeah. time. Um, Which, was, honestly, looking back at 2013 now is alien yeah true yeah, <laughs> without in exactly. fact destroying everything but um, it's funny like last night I was playing it and I'm in a building and as per any other game that you play when you're in a, an office building you're walking around and there's office shit everywhere and like cubicles and yeah. all those types of things and you're searching through desks and everything um, and I just stopped for a minute and I was just there going fuck this could be any office that yeah. The build that they have done in this game, Naughty Dog have put so much detail into it. Like there was an office off to the side where I walked into it and there's a, like a cabinet on the wall that still had a couple of the um, like agent of the year kind of trophies in it yeah. and stuff like that. And none of that shit was out in the main office, but it was in the head sale person's office in the fucking, you know, in, in their own office type thing. Yeah. And I was like, just that level of detail. Like they could have put those fucking trophies everywhere whenever they wanted to. It would make yeah. no difference at all. But they would have made the decision, no, they go in the special person's office. Like, it's the, the manager's office. It's the yeah. person or whatever, you know? And it's those little things that made me just go, these dudes are fucking, like, connoisseurs of creating games. Yeah. All the story aside, all that other kind of shit, just to be engrossed in a game that has that kind of level of detail. Yeah, the environment is set perfectly in the it, atmosphere. It is amazing. It is yeah. so well done. And even just like the the overgrown areas that you walk through, you know, like yeah. it's fucking perfect and it's so yeah. beautiful. Actually, I was going to mention that the way that they, the same as they did in the first game really, but the way that nature has overtaken stuff. Yeah. Like there's one scene where you're in a building, but there's a section of the room that's got a sunroof like a skylight and that's been shattered yeah. and so all of this room is just like a dusty old room but then where this ray of light is mm-hmm. there's you know just growth yeah. green growth in the middle of a fucking building yeah. because nature is reclaiming that's it so gorgeous really so is. yeah um, I think we'll probably wrap up yeah um, that's a good idea we could talk about this for a long time and we'll probably revisit it once we've yeah. played more but I think I'm happy to give it a score now, um, and I can always we can always revisit this later if our opinions change. Yep. But I'm leaning towards four out of five. I'm I'm slightly higher at a four and a half because my main thing is I think that that the story mm-hmm. that feeling of being off and, and the character it just seems like violence for violence's sake, yep. and I don't understand what message or point. Mm. Naughty Dog are trying to tell yes, us. Yes, I get that, and like, I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt yeah. on that because I ha- I haven't had the whole thing. Yeah, yet. and once and, we finish, we'll know. Yeah. But I just feel like it's it's almost talking down to you, like saying, "Oh, humans are like 
at a base level, they're just terrible fucking psychos, yeah, yeah. which I don't think that humans are. Give us a little bit of credit. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm still on the fence. Just I just <laughs> think in my situation, like you can hold a grudge for so long, yeah. but how many hundreds of people do you murder in cold blood before you go, you know what, maybe I've done enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I feel like I got there with Ellie quite some time ago because yeah. I've killed a lot of people. Yeah. And um, in brutal, brutal ways. Yeah, with nearly no rhyme or reason, except yeah. for this one thought of, you yeah. know, get to the end of your road. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, we're definitely going to talk about this again. But for in sure. general, I mean, I gave it a four out of five, but that by no means means that I don't think you should fucking yeah. play that shit. Oh, it is by far the best game I've played this year. Yeah. I think Cyberpunk will probably pip it. Potentially. Hopefully. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, Cyberpunk could be utter garbage. But, uh, I mean, I out, of, so, but out yeah. of the games that we know are coming, not including next gen, yeah, it's Cyberpunk and The Last of Us. Yeah. yeah, easily. And, yeah, extremely excited. Still excited and still wanting to play. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, thank you very much for listening. We are going to wrap this up. It's been a very long episode. Thanks for hanging in with us. Yeah, thanks for listening the whole time. And we will be back again in two weeks to have talk a about some other stuff. Yeah, have a look at the photos that have been released to the PS5 and let us know what you think it looks like Yeah, and whether you like it or not. There was a little bit of discussion on the Drop Bear Gaming Facebook page Yep, when it was when I shared that days. Yep. Um, with people saying they'd rather see it in black and that it looks yeah. like shit. Um, but you can send your comments to podcast at dropbeargaming.com or, or hit us up on Facebook as I said or yeah. Instagram yeah. at drop underscore beg underscore gaming on Instagram facebook.com slash dropbeargaming um, and yeah let yeah, us know that's what you about think. it yeah well again thank you very much for listening we will talk again very soon and hopefully we get some comments from you so we can talk about them and give you a shout out. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Right. Thanks again. See ya. Bye.